In our never-ending quest to improve Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, our 94th show has Johnny Campbell, 11-time Baja 1000 winner, into talk about dirt bikes and dirt bike-related products. George uh, activates the peanut gallery, and we bring in a super fan to sit in on the show. So if you want to be a super fan or sit in on the show, uh, this is probably not the way to to do it. Uh, we'll see you in a second. Hey, Jimmy, why would anybody want a left-hand rear brake? Well, Logan, you think about it. If you've got a recluse clutch in your bike and you toss the clutch lever away because you don't need it anymore, it's just like your bicycle. You like a brake up on your handlebar, don't you? Yeah. So it's the same theory on the motorcycle. It just gives you another level of control. Now, it's different and you have to get used to it like anything, but it's a product that recluse makes they're in their third generation of these things now and they're getting way better so if you are looking for another way to control your motorcycle uh, turn to recluse for the left hand rear brake kit and it's available for most current dirt bikes if you want to learn more where do you go www.recluse.com how do you spell that logan r-e-k-l-u-s-e that's right and so now it's time for the show. It's Tech Talk Taco Tuesday time. So live from Pahrump, it says it's 7.06. This is a Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. I'm guessing that it's episode 94. Was 93 the, the, the S show that we did last week? Yeah, I don't remember. Um, yeah, I lost track of the numbers, and I think it is good. Sound is good. That's good. Thank you, for uh, Craig, for uh, doing our sound check. Um, Logan is still all bunged up, not not with us, broken. We called him, and yeah, George called him, and uh, it didn't sound too good, did he? He actually sounded really good. He sounded good. Okay, yeah. Is he watching, Logan? Yeah, is watching? Logan watching? Probably not. He's probably trying to do everything he can to get away from this Jimmy. thing. <laughs> yeah, how's, how's, how's Logan doing? Um, let me put my headphones on so I can hear how we're doing here because I... Uh, we're doing great. We're doing great. Oh, look, I'm doing great. Um, I wish my computer would work, though. I had a hard time finding my computer before we got this thing started. I'm going to turn this down just a little. And that's yours. This is mine. And uh, welcome to the show, Johnny Campbell. Yeah, thanks, Jimmy. Um, Always great to be here. Yep. Uh, what did you do today? Oh, man, we had a, a great time. Uh, the last two days we've been riding uh, through the Nevada desert. We did a tour with uh, some of the students from uh, your class all over the weekend. And we rode from Pahrump up to Beatty. And today we did a big old loop around Beatty and all the way back to Pahrump, about 140 miles. So you tried to wear them out again. Well, I mean, <laughs> really, those guys have been riding for four days straight, so by all means, they should be worn out. Um, I definitely wore out um, our volunteer help. Volunteer help. Well, maybe we can get them on the show. They're they're hanging around. Uh, George doesn't like jobs, but he does like co-hosting. No, actually, you know what George really likes to do? He likes to complain. No, I'm sorry. Not complain. It's called offer constructive criticism. 
And just like the way that the show started last week, it started in someone's living room because of constructive criticism. And uh, everybody saw where that went. You can, you might be able to hear that in, in, a, in a podcast format if I can pull it off the the card or wherever it ended up getting uploaded to. Because we went through like three different cameras, and for some reason our sound just kept going out. So, by the way, this is the show where we talk about motorcycle and motorcycle related products. I just wanted to remind myself of that because we haven't done any of that for I think the last show and a half, maybe two shows. Because we had a bunch of racers on the show. Yeah, we don't talk about racing. We don't talk about racing. And uh, we ended up having a bunch of racers here. We talked about racing all night, and no tech talk was accomplished. So feel like we could be um, <laughs> losing some of our following because of that. So we're going to have to. <laughs> we're gonna... Sorry, Bob? It was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've described your whole life. <laughs> Just a... Order up. Yeah. Um, so um, tonight, Johnny will answer. I, actually, I needed you to go in the in the shop because I, I have a KTM 500 that's all apart. And since you you have a much more mechanical background than I do, like you were you were a mechanic. But but do I really? I've seen your skills. Yeah, but so you worked on bikes that like won races, a lot of races. <laughs> you probably had your hands on a lot of wrist pins. Uh, feeling them at the at the small end of the crank, yeah, yeah, a few times. And so you could wiggle a wrist pin. Hey, this is important. So, so you, so I mean, I can wiggle a wrist pin on like most bikes, and I know whether I could just slap it back together and it'd be good with it. But I've got like you know seven eight hundred hours on this KTM five hundred. It made a ticky ticky noise, so I stopped. I took everything apart, and everything looks good. And there was one thing that I could have screwed up when I put it together last time. There on the rocker arms, there's actually the pins that the rocker arms float on, which is a bearing. There's a there's a, a top and a bottom. There's an upside and it has a little milled surface across the top. So when it pumps the oil in there, it goes in there and then it can, you know, go around it. And if I put that in upside down, because it can go either up or down because bolts go through it and they hold, they index it. So it can go mm-hmm. 180, 180. But I would think if those were installed incorrectly, because I didn't know how to do it, I just, I didn't know there was a top and a bottom. I just slid them back in after I had them out. I would think that it would be ticky the whole time. It wouldn't just start. How, how long was that last rally training? Like what? 600 miles or something yeah that was that was quite a ways you know it, we would and and the bike had had like a it probably had like 30 or so hours on it before i did that and then we rode that and then and then just near the last day um it it made ticky ticky noises <laughs> and i'm it, like well, okay. the only, only thing i could think of there is that if if the oil system is pushing oil through there and the thing was flipped wrong then maybe it it uh, was lacking oil somewhere else because of, you know, that thing was shoved in there incorrectly. And so maybe it starved for oil some no, other part. Yeah, no, well, something else. No, nothing. It all, when I pulled it apart, everything looked good. You know, and there's, 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 there's on the tappets, you know, there's been some um, heat treating. It's not really an issue because these bikes just don't break. They, they last forever. But I've, I tear them apart when when I hear a noise. It's like I'd rather tear it apart than find out the hard way that something's wrong. And so I'm wondering if the only thing I can think of, unless and other than I have to go inside the bottom end and find something else, 
is maybe the wrist pin was just a tad loose and it got it but it looks it's a dlc coated pin yeah it looks brand new there's nothing wrong with it the 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 when you look at the the plane bearing on the on the small end it looks perfect so i don't know how i'm gonna have you go in there and just go i'll do a little cheeky cheeky see if that if that's the noise that came out and um talk to me so um yeah well um well so if you have honda if you have honda questions about like where can we go back to we can go back to like uh CR250s? Yeah, we could do CR2. We do XR75s. XR75s. <laughs> you know your CR80 is still on the side of my house. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's it's like I think you could snap it and it would, the magnesium would just go and turn into <laughs> dust. I kind of forgot about that thing. Yeah, he dropped it off and said, "Here, just put these someplace." <laughs> um, so yeah, we go we go. Um, you know, if you have Honda technical questions, we can try to answer those. Um, um, obviously I can't answer any KTM questions cause I can't even answer my own. So don't ask me those. Um, this show is, I didn't even bring my sponsor reads, but we're going to do our best. Uh, this show is brought to you by, um, Honda and Honda has a 2021, actually just today they announced the 2022 CRF 450R. So I wonder if I have to have to update my read cause if they're announcing it now, that means it's going to be the same. But I got I got info today on the 2022 CRF 450R. Really? RW X RX. I think it was RX. But there's definitely L to all of them. And yeah. then and then CRF 450RS, which is essentially the 2020, the older one. They're bringing that back for 2022. Oh, they're still selling that. Yeah. Well, they have all the tooling and and stuff. It's so a it's... lower. It's the lower cost option if you oh, wanted to okay. do that. And if I could use my phone, I could go check that email. But so you don't even know this. I don't. I don't even know. You just they just drop. Hey, the, yeah, I, I, I've, I've been on tour. Yeah, I know. know. You're on tour. tour. I was. I checked my email a little bit. <laughs> so, um, Sierra four fifty. Let's try to be like this. Is the torture that I do to Logan? I make him do the do the reads. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. Um, hmm. I don't have the. I don't have the sheet. <laughs> yeah. That's good because I don't know what he, I don't you're know supposed this. to say. The 2021 CR450R is. Um, yeah, I didn't memorize it. This is Logan. Call, call you Logan. call Logan. Yeah, Logan. Call call in and answer me the question. <laughs> Logan, can you text us? We'll do. We'll do it. I'll I'll go find it when George comes in on the show and he takes over like he usually does. I'll go get the piece of paper that has the answers to the question. And I'm supposed to do that. Uh, also, KTM. KTM is uh, powered by a distinct ready-to-race mentality. KTM is the world's leading high-performance motorcycle on-road and off-road motorcycle manufacturer based in Madaghofen, Austria, and also in Murrieta, California, North American headquarters. Um. That's where I kind of run out of steam. <laughs> well, we we can go to tires. Yeah. Well, the, there's the the Ken the, the I'm thinking the KTM logos up there and the Honda's logos up there. If you're watching this show live, um, let's see. So maybe somebody was. I thought maybe somebody would. Uh, are we doing part two of the motorhome championships? <laughs> <laughs> the motorhome championship. The worlds it's are over. Mm. Yeah. 
What's next for you in that series? What's next? Oh, hey, wait, Logan's <laughs> Logan's calling. Logan's calling. Hold on. All right. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna answer it. This is this could be dangerous. Uh, you there, Logan? Hold on. I'm gonna see. I think I turned the volume way down. Uh oh. I think my phone just died. You there, Logan? Uh, my cat's out front, but that's a secret. We don't talk about that yet. Uh, I can hear him. Can you hear me, Logan? Right? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, but it's really quiet. Okay. Yeah. Well, now now we can okay, hear you. Yeah, now it's back. Good. Okay. So you're gonna help us out here. Uh, yeah, I'm the Kiki one, not the Honda. I don't really know that one. Oh, okay. Here we go. Go go with the KTM one. I got I got to the point where they're based in Murrieta, California. What comes after that? Um, uh, based in Murrieta, California, they have a distinct no. Uh, <laughs> huge competitor on the racetracks around the world. Right. And uh, is your sister reading this to you? Does she have this memorized? Because she's going to replace yeah. you on the show. You know this. Your sister and her, her friends are lobbying to replace you. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Yeah, you, oh, you hope so. <laughs> is that is is that is that your retirement speech? <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. You know. You gotta. You gotta give me two weeks' notice, though. Yeah. Okay. We're. That's okay. why I called. That's why you called. Oh, was, was that, you? You were gonna call to resign live on the show. Do, do you have any? You know, you could really help us out here because you. Could, do you have any um, tech talk um, uh, tidbits that you could give out to our viewers? Um. Chances are there won't be much uh, motorcycle-related product tests. Not says, but talk tonight. Oh, <laughs> so, prob- probably probably will, but uh. okay, okay. So uh, back to the KTM Hopefully. thing. Here, I'm just gonna, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to set the phone down right next to the microphone. Actually, everybody can see this; it's watching okay. live. Um, you you're now the co-host. You are on the show with uh, Johnny Campbell. So I'm yes. gonna, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this YZ125 piston to hold the phone up. And uh, even though you're trying to quit on me, you get to still be the co-host. You got that? Sweet. Sweet. Okay, good. So you guys just carry the show. I've never done this before, have I? No. Okay, good. It's like five minutes, but no. Okay, keep doing that read. I'm going to find the papers. Um. I know. Logan is... Mentality, KTM is no, the world's leading high-performance street and off-road motorcycle manufacturer with North American headquarters based in Marietta, California, They're, which is uh, Johnny, just tell they're them you can't great, even because it's against your policy. They're a great motorcycle manufacturer and is shown in every product that develops and every movement makes. That was pretty stuff. good. Real good. Uh, that that was a, that was actually pretty good. I I, I kind of I found the sheet. Here, Johnny, you start reading this one here. Start right there. So, how you feeling, Logan? Better? Um, a little bit. Yeah, you you're off the Tylenol. You're not hitting the Tylenol too hard. Uh, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, still on that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for calling in. 
Thanks, Logan. You did okay. a good job, bud. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll. Uh, so we won't see you on the next show. Is that what you're saying? You're telling me. Uh, we'll uh, put that as a maybe. A maybe. <laughs> have to wait two weeks. Oh, you have to wait two weeks. For the, the, the resignation or the whatever. Oh, the resignation. Okay, got that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You take care. <laughs> See ya. Okay. Okay, that was uh, Logan Tyler, the uh, former co-host on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, <laughs> <laughs> who just resigned live on the show as far as we know. From, but, the, uh, from the hospital? No, he's, he's not. In the, he, he didn't really. Uh, he was only in the hospital for a day or two. Oh. But not, which is not good. <laughs> so, okay. Um, yeah, you got to do the Honda one now. I gave it to you. Oh, okay. I got it right here. I think I can see it. George, can you hold this? <laughs> Honda's new 2021 CRF450R is designed to take you straight from the starting gate to the victory circle. The awesome open class motocrosser features an all new chassis and major engine overhaul. New suspension and new bodywork. And you can forget about the clutch fade, adjustment, and hand fatigue with the all-new hydraulic clutch system. Lighter than ever, the CRF 450R explodes out of corners when it's time to increase your lead. So get down to your local Honda dealer, check out the new 2021 Honda CRF 450R. Go to Honda MX dot Honda, uh, sorry, go to mx.honda.com to see our full lineup of competition bikes. The CRF 450R is intended for a close course comp, uh, operation only. Awesome. How often do you get Johnny Campbell to read that read, huh? I just want to also make a note uh -huh. that, <laughs> interesting fact, since you brought up the 2022, mm -hmm. you know, that is the 20th anniversary of Honda's flagship CRF line. The 450 came out in 2002. So, that's right. So that's 20 years ago. So that's uh, that, wow. That should be an interesting year. Yeah, that is. That's a 20 years ago. Doesn't seem like that. Let's see how that works. <laughs> um, someone named Rian 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 Rianin Rianin Camo says, "Has Harlan Miller asked his questions on how to fix his Honda 350R? You haven't." No, Har Harlan's Harlan's sitting here being quiet because he just he thought he thought this was a more professional operation. He's seen how it really works in here. <laughs> and he's going. There's no way I'm going to ask these people for advice <laughs> if this is how they they do this. Um, uh, twin carb, right? Yep. I'm trying to get the stator out. So and the case is stuck, and I think it's the dowels inside the case. I know it's mag. There's magnetic there. There's a, yeah. There's a there's a flywheel. Yeah, with and the. I tried everything to try to get the bolts. I got the bolts out, but try to get that case off. I can't. It's just stuck on. So. You tried heat. Tried heat. Um. You tried cold. <laughs> heat. Um. And then and then hitting it with a rubber mallet. Yep. Even some wraps. You sure you got all the bolts out? Because I mean those will like. I'll tell you what. That that RFVC head, it there was only like seventeen little eight millimeter bolts around, and and then a twelve in the center. So I actually tried to take that head off a couple times without removing the. I couldn't. <laughs> so there might be a secret bolt in that side cover because that was the Honda way to just bolt everything together with a lot of bolts. So yeah. you got all the bolts out. You sure about that? I'm sure. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. my, my, my guess is obviously the thing's been together for years, yep. and it's been through a million heat cycles. And dissimilar metals between the between the aluminum, aluminum and, the, and, the, and the metal and the, pen. And the pens. So, so there's de- definitely probably corrosion in there at those things. So you could do your best to try to get some penetrating oil and put it in the hole where the bolt was, and hopefully that'll leach in. And you know, you let it set overnight or so. Especially the ones that have the you know you don't know which ones that have the dowels, but you can tell because the bolts and the ones of the dowels are slightly longer usually by about by about like six millimeters or so. Yeah. So those would be the ones you'd really want to focus it on. Yeah. Um, wow, we gave good advice. Hell yeah! It's been three. It's been three to four weeks of. of <laughs> Side. Yeah, you could. Hole, so really yeah, so so the penetrating only stays in there all night, and hopefully it'll. So you also the, the other thing I was thinking of is you also have the the big the big um, cover like where you can take it off for the timing marks and stuff, right? So what what I would do because I'm a hack um, is I'm pretty sure I could put something in there that that I could use as a lever. To you know, because it's really hard to get like leverage on the outside on like on, on a smooth to smooth smooth to smooth surface. And I know there's some places on some bikes that have little tabs that are like kind of pry. There is pry areas where the, the, the cable comes out. Right. And so there's there's spots like that, and you I, I guess you've tried to pry it yeah. there. Oh, yeah. But maybe if you pry it from the center, just put like a constant torque on it from the center with something. So yeah, you can do what he's saying. Of course you need to be kind of careful. If if it's an aluminum cover, it's a it's a lot more durable than a mag cover. The mag cover is going to be more brittle. Um so you can if you got something to push on the end of the crank bolt, that flywheel bolt, and maybe like a um uh seal remover or something. Yeah that's what I was thinking kinda, seal remover. Kind of stick it in there and just put a little pressure on it. Take your uh Take a rubber mallet or something, even if it's like a little bit harder rubber, and and tap around the gasket surface, and hopefully you know you can get that thing to kind of pop loose. But I think in in addition to those um, dowels, yeah. that gasket is going to be so, locked on there like concrete because when I used to rebuild, <laughs> especially my XR six hundreds, when after like you I cooked the thing because. It happened quite a few times that, you know, I'd overheat the thing pretty bad. And so then I go to rebuild the thing and it's just a pain to get and the that, that was off. that was when they had those green gaskets that were that were more, they're, they, they they're, weren't metal. It's a paper gasket. It's yeah. an actual, like a recycled paper or something that they used, they cheapened up instead of using like a, a nice aluminum one with a coating or something. They cheapened up. And when those heat cycles, man, those things would be on there like concrete. I remember... The worst thing about you know an XR rebuilding an XR motor was just you scrape gaskets forever. So you know a little heat, a little tappy, a little force. You know, hopefully in the center you can try to get that thing out. Um, you know, but definitely the penetrating. Let the thing sit overnight. It's it's been sitting the whole time I've yeah. been here. So <laughs> I blasted all the holes before I left. Good, good. Yeah, so. you're on the you're on the right track. I I in. I, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I've ever done to, but I've had it where, like I said, those those green gaskets. You know how hard they are to clean off, you, you know, and and just to get it. You think about it if it's actually really bonded together, and if somebody used some kind of a an adhesive like on the on the uh, on the gasket adhesive, it could get pretty, it could get pretty sticky. Um, here's a question for you, for you, Johnny, that I have a an answer on. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
It says, uh, Bo asks, uh, Henchville always seemed to cover the night sections when you guys race Baja together. Is he really that much faster at night? Um, I think the amount of t- seat time that Steve had at night and was, you know, that sharpened his skills and he had good eyesight. And so, you know, he became the night specialist because, you know, that's, that was good. I, I was able to do good in the morning and start the bike and then, you know, hand it it's, to him and just and, say it, just say it. Cause it was that, cause you were that much faster during the day. <laughs> I, I I wasn't faster than anybody. I just did my thing. So, but I was fast at night. But Jimmy was also fast at night. And and you know the thing is, if if you if you're confident at night, um, then that's half the battle because you know then you, then you could you can go good, go fast, and and not make some mistakes. You can get the bike there in one piece. And so half the battle was mental. You know, actually more of the battle was mental. At night, yeah. At night, it was it was a huge part of his lights, and you guys had good lights. I mean, I knew that the very first time I rode your bike. I'm like, okay, you guys have good lights, and that made all the difference in the world. Yeah. And for me, um, because I'm, uh, my wife, she says I'm on the spectrum. Uh, I don't know what that means. I think that means I'm just colorful, but uh, the. I can focus at night just on what I'm doing. I don't get distracted by other stuff. And it's just like, cause there's the only, you're only lighting up this. I don't have to worry about all the other stuff. And, and I found once I had really good lights and it was just way easier to go faster. Cause I didn't worry about what other stuff was. Well, and, and in life terms, really, you think about all the distractions we have during the day with light sounds and everything, you know, you're, you're overstimulated and at when you're riding at night, you're not overstimulated. You're like, your lights are your world. And so it's kind of like a, an analogy of like, you think about where we are in the world today of how busy we are with all these other distractions that, that night, you know, that night with your lights, I mean, it's just, you focus and that's, that's what you need. Yeah. No, I, I, I knew it. I mean, I always, I always liked riding at night and I didn't really realize it until we started, you know, racing more when we were doing those. Remember the, the night team races, yeah. at the Grand Prix? I love those things because I just, I was confident about riding then. I like, you know, I said, liked it. And we always, you know, we always had really good lights. That was some of the, some of the tricks. Yeah. Uh, Tarek Saba says, Jimmy, don't know if this has been mentioned at all, but I read that all the Japanese manufacturers are going to share electric motors technology and set an industry standard. How will that drive development if they are using the same stuff? He used a different word for stuff. Um, but uh, um, Derek, uh, they actually what they're what they're sharing is a battery pack. So what the this agreement that I saw that came out is they you know so KTM. Yamaha, Honda, and a few other manufacturers have kind of signed on to this agreement to make a universal style of battery pack. So that that uh, the idea is they'll have like charging stations where there'll be pre-charged um, batteries or the ability to charge your battery no matter what brand you're having. So however they use the power once it gets into the motorcycle, I suspect will be different per um, manufacturer but the idea is just to have a universal battery so you know when you ride town to town you know it's mostly urban stuff this probably won't really translate into 
um, off road, I would suspect, but it could. I mean, if they they come up with a really good you know power innovation solution, and all they're going to do is they just said, hey, we're we're in agreement. We're going to talk about it and see if we can come to terms and develop something because in the electric motorcycle and electric vehicle in general, battery technology is what's steering the ship and pacing the ship right now. So um, I think it's I think it's a great I think it's a good thing. I because it will allow some commonality um, and then you can get range when ideally range is what you're suffering because the fuel density of a battery is is pretty poor compared to you know our current fuel situation so um mark richards question for johnny do you know if honda is working on a two-stroke 300 to compete in enduro i i bet you know the answer to this there's some things i just can't say (laughs) (laughs) i I, um i was talking to somebody from yamaha and i actually asked the same question (laughs) and uh yeah they said they can't say anything but they, they they made the laugh it would indicate the answer was no. <laughs> I, I was a little more specific about what I was asking. Um, not that it necessarily can compete in enduro and stuff, but um, um, just some technology things. Because I basically, because if they do, I want to ride it. <laughs> so I just threw my hat in the ring and there's no ring to throw a hat into. Um, Rusty Nail says he still has his 05 450X and it's still a great bike. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, old Brousseau made a good bike back then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I I have arguments with uh, people you know about because I like the new one, and I know I know a lot of people like the old one. There's mm-hmm. just some characteristics about the old one that some guys just really really like. And so, uh, Rusty, I have two of them that I will sell you or trade you for a new KTM. So if you if you bring your you, you bring me a new KTM, any fuel-injected KTM, I will trade a Honda 450X old-style straight across because um, carburetors, that's it. Hey, I, serious. I, 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 I actually I don't like the—I like the new one better, for sure. The chassis, the handling, I like the fuel injection 100%. Um, power care—yeah, power—I like everything about the new one better. I, th- I think it's a—it's just— it's a, it's a much better, but if you fuel injected the old one, and you had some of those prototypes and stuff like that, I still got one. It would be okay, but I still prefer the new style chassis and handling because I ride so many different bikes, and and it's going the same direction. Everything's kind of evolving and going a certain direction, and uh, yeah, yeah. The new the new four fifty X is, uh, you know, the cha- the all the chassis, the newer generation are you know much more performance orientated and. So, you know, it's based off the, you know, 450R and, and everything like that. So you have a, a lot more performance and modern, modernization on, on the bike and how it feels. And, and uh, you know, chassis are very sensitive. I mean, you know, when people say, oh, I got to go do my suspension or whatever, you know, the suspension modification is only 20% of your handling your bike. The chassis is everything. And yeah. So, you know, uh, I love the new 450X. It, it handles great. Um, the fuel injection is, is awesome. You know how many pilot jets in the old bikes that I... It's <laughs> no, a, I, it's don't, a number one th- There's, a, there's one sitting out in front of my shop right now. It has a big note on it. It says carb. <laughs> and, and the problem is, is I'm, 
I'm beyond pilot jets. I think I'm. It's time for mid-body gaskets inside the carburetor, and, and it's like on that thing. It could be. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that long. I mean, it's it's an it's an 08. That one's yeah. a, that one. The one that's sitting out there is an 08, and uh, they're they're. It, I don't. And it's funny because I don't necessarily think that the performance of it is that far off. Like it's just a different. It's a different style. It's a, it has a, it's like, it's like chocolate or vanilla. It's a different style of flavor. Same thing. It's ice cream, you know, whatever. It's a good, it's a good motorcycle. And, uh, yeah. So, um, but I think if, if you, if you've ridden anything new and then you, if you, if you get used to something new and you try to go back to that, <laughs> then, then you might, might have a, might have an issue. It happens every time in the Honda lineup is like, you know, the 600, XRs were around a long time, and then the 650 was a long, you know, around a long time. And I got there, one for one of those for sale too. There was all, always a lot of hanger honors, you know, and and I mean, I oh, I was I was that guy. Believe me, I I believed in in the XR line. I believed in the 650R line. I believed in the 450X line. You know, but it takes a little bit of acclimation, and we made the jump, and we make it work, and. And each time you, we get a little better, we get, we make progress. Yeah, and I, I remember because I like the. It took me a little while to start liking the 650, but I like the 650. And I remember when 450X came out, and then you guys started. You switched to it in Baja, and I rode I rode your bike, and I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> I, I don't. I really don't. I don't like this bike. Um, I like because the 650 was so much just it was planted. just torquier and yeah. planted, and it went. It just went faster better but then i hadn't been racing down there and i didn't realize how big the bumps were getting and how sharp the bumps were getting mm. and then then i could see okay this bike is definitely the 450x is better for that and i think even now maybe but that's where the 450x is good is slamming into in straight lines slamming into really rough stuff yeah that's that where the old one i think actually might even have something on the new one if that's what you wanted to do yeah, I mean, they, you know, in the Baja stuff is like the courses have gotten so extremely beat up down there from all the pre-running and trophy big truck stuff, tired. you know, big, <laughs> big high horsepower pre-running vehicles that have, have evolved. Um, you know, it's, you got to have something that you can go over the bumps and you got to have something to slow down and the 650 Yes, it could go over bumps, but it doesn't it, slow down. But it won't slow down. <laughs> no, it doesn't slow down. <laughs> sometimes it's good because it just crushes things. But other sometimes, yeah. That, that and and that's and, and that's the reason I sold my XR six because I had a really nice XR six center because it actually had the cam from the 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 cam and the head from our oh, yeah. bike oh, yeah. that we won with. You gave me that when you were moving stuff around, and I had that bike, and I I really liked that bike. Yeah. Because it just ran nice and it was good, smooth, stable. It was really fun for rally practice, which is what I was using it for for a while. But it did not slow down. Like the <laughs> brakes on that bike were so bad. And I really enjoyed going back and riding that bike. But every time I do it, I'd scare myself because I'd, get in, I'd gotten used to like the way the XR650 brakes work. And this will blow people away. My BMW, my twin cylinder BMW rally bike would outbreak that XR600 like all day long. And it probably yeah. weighs almost twice <laughs> and i just i just i just, i gotta i gotta get rid of this thing you know we had a 240 disc on the front and, and you know the flexi forks flexi forks and so it'd steer itself wherever it yeah to go. wherever it went and you know the the master and the caliper and the hose weren't you know everything was just it was old style yeah uh -huh. 
<laughs> it's a no. It's not. <laughs> it was. No. It, it was built in ABS for sure. Yeah. No, you could lock the wheel up, but if you did, <laughs> it, you had to pull on it so hard. It you know it did it, it, it like there was that I guess it's a bind point you know where you just you could get it to 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 lock up. Yeah, but, you did better slowing down just by engine braking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We but we ran bigger disc on a race bike. On the 600, we didn't. No, we didn't. I thought we were, at, were what did we use, a 650L? Did uh, we use a 650? On the 650, we did. We ran a bit, little bit bigger one, but the-, the Not s- on the 600. No, never. I thought we had a, no, it was a 650L fork, no, shock body. There's some 650L part on that thing. We used a 650L shock body. Yeah, there's, I knew there was something like that. Okay, I'm wrong. Uh, Rusty Nail says, they're aligning battery configurations so that they're interchangeable. Correct. That's a problem already between Tesla and other EVs. And he says, think beta versus VHS back in the day. Exactly. Um, you know, somebody's got to make a decision. And it's it's good that at least, you know, they're they're at least talking about it. That's a, that's a start, you know, because you got competitive manufacturers that are, well, they realize that that's probably um, the future. Uh, Joseph Hahn wants to know where's Logan. Logan quit. Um, we've determined, <laughs> Joseph. Sorry to sorry to let you know. And if you have to if you have to cut out of the podcast because Logan's not here, that's okay. We understand. But uh, yeah, Logan um, bailed. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, George already answered that question in the chat room. But you know, people you know want to know. They might come in late on the podcast. Um. Dallas Theobald says he's doing a mid-body on a 450X as we speak. Okay, so I have a couple questions for you. How did you get the carb out of the frame? (laughs) 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 What what is your method, Dallas? Because I, I know a couple different ones, and none of them, not one of them is, like, anything that I would ever look forward to. Um, So, uh, uh, Logan Tyler answers the question, yes. That's... That's more words than I get out of Logan most most of the time. So was that you. was that yes he quit or yeah? Uh, yeah, his answer was just yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know. What is what is uh, Jim? What was what your license plate say? One word, two words. That's what your license plate kind of said. Numbers. Ran, random numbers, but it kind of says two words. I think it's word with a two in, in somewhere in between those letters. Yeah, I like should get Logan one. Says this is. Yeah, yeah. We should get Logan ones one word. Millions. Forty-two. Better than we get with you. You want to sit down and see if you can make some of them go away, George? Come on, I dare you. I need to get up and go um, open this beer. So uh, let's see. Uh, Dennis is alive in Alaska. Thanks, Dennis. Always uh, good to see you out there. Um, and the only reason that Dennis is watching the show is because there's obviously nothing else to do in Alaska <laughs> right now. He comes yeah. down here, right? Yeah, yeah, he comes to class like he's two times a year. Here. Yeah, he's. I think he's Matt's uncle or something. Johnny tour a lot, a smaller bike. But. He he actually likes riding his 950. We need to do an adventure. We need to do an adventure bike one next. He had a small bike last time. Yeah, he has he has yeah, he's both both bikes. Um and Rusty says, and I, I want every everybody that thinks about sponsoring this show to hear this. Rusty says, You are talking me into buying another bike. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yep, that's uh, sponsors away. It, it, all they're all ears at this point. Um 
Let's see. Carl Flick. Flick. Feet. Feet. Feek. Fee. Feet. Feek. Feet. Can't say it. You're doing great. I just I just pronounced it like six different ways. Don't worry about how it's spelled. Because I can't worry about how it's pronounced. Are you working on a new Kenda front DOT tire to go up against the Michelin Enduro? Hmm. Hmm. Why do they always think that you, you can answer stuff about things in the uh, future? I I would I would say why not just pick up a Parker DT and it goes up against the Michelin all day long. I mean, mine do. Well, speaking of that, I I like the Parker DT. Like it it works really well. And um, okay, let's let's be honest here. So when you looked at that tire before you ran it, would you run it just by looking at it? I I was more optimistic than most people would be looking at the tire because because I've been running it for years. I don't judge. <laughs> I don't judge it or listen to anybody until I try it and get us. That's that's really good advice. People should, everybody should listen to that advice. Yeah. And I, I, you know, one thing about the the DT that I was really impressed with was was going through rocks. Um, just it, it stuck. It was straight. It didn't deflect. It had a nice carcass feel, and and uh, the traction was was quite amazing in a mix mix of soil. And so, you know, the the wear seems really well and um, you know, I'm I'm quite impressed with it. Yeah, I, I I was, you know, looking at it when I very first saw it, when it's paired with the the rear, I wasn't too worried about, but it was the first time I saw the front, I'm like, oh, I don't know, but same thing. Just like Johnny said, I had to try it before I was gonna make a determination. And it is in in my world, it's the best tire on the brakes that I've ever ridden. I mean, just when you get on the brakes, the way it settles down and the, and the control it has, but you have to, or at least I have to run it in the hard direction. In the intermediate direction, um, not a fan of it at all uh, It because I lose all the braking performance. There, fix that problem too. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I would say that that is – but the good thing about a lot of the Kendas is they are DOT. Mo- yeah, I, I Most of their that. tires are DOT, which, yeah. which if you have um, – you know what I mean when I say the man, George? When you have the man on your ass? Yeah. The man, the law. Yeah. They like to see that DOT sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. George is George used to be the man and now he's getting out of all that. He's, he's Did you quit my tours today too or Johnny's tours? Did you did you quit tours? Man, we got to We got to work all that out. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of quitters around here. Something must be something in the water. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, I don't I I don't know if Johnny's working on a new on a new uh, DOT tire, um, but even Dallas says Parker DT. He gives it the OK sign, um, and Carl says he loves the park. He loves the Parker on the back. Uh, you guys wouldn't know anything about price points, but their price points good too. There, there. It's in the. I'll tell you the one thing when, when, when I was working at it was Cycle World magazine, and this is quite a long time ago. Jeez, it's a long. T- it's we're moving forward. We're moving forward. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what I said. You know, when when Kenda said they wanted me to come out and 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 try some of their tires and stuff like that, I was like, okay. And the 
one of the guys who was starting to work on the development was a guy who had been, his name was Frank Stacy, and he had been at Dunlop for a long time. And he moved over and started doing some stuff with Kenda. And he, I'd worked with him doing some stuff at Dunlop. And then they invited me out, hey, we want, want to come out and try some of the Kendas and stuff. And, and so when I got there, I was talking to him and I said, I said, aren't Kenda's price point tires? And, and in the, the other guy's name was Jimmy White. He was the three-wheeler racer. You know? I remember he Jimmy was, White, the three-wheeler racer. Yeah, he was, he was like, I think their marketing guy or something like that. And he literally just launched back at me. He's like, they're not price point tires. You know, they're not like I was thinking like Ching Shin or something like yeah, that because yeah. the name wasn't really popular yeah. at the time. He's like, he's like, they're performance tires. They're not. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know because they had, and they still have it. They have the Trackmaster. It's in it. Yeah, that that original off road. It, it looks battery. like the, it looks like the the Dunlop 752. It's that straight knob, which yeah. I hated it as yeah. a Dunlop, and I don't like it as a Kenda. I don't want to say I hate it because Kenda kind of helps me out with the tires for our school, <laughs> but but it is not one of my favorites. But if you like that old Dunlop, if you like that 752, you will like this tire. It has a very, the characteristics are very similar. But that thing you can get them for like twenty seven dollars, like it's it's. And I have a I have a set on a bike that's out there, and they just won't wear out. I'm like wear <laughs> out so I can take you off because if I ever ride this bike, I don't want to ride it with them. <laughs> so. Um, Anyways, yeah, that. Uh, um, but they they're they have some pretty good tires, um, really good. I mean, I would I and when it's it's when you when you start putting them on certain bikes, like I remember you know with certain manufacturers, like don't put these tires on that bike, and and I even experienced it sometimes with with Kendas, and they're like, don't put those tires on the on the bike, and it was it was it had to be either Dunlops or Bridgestones, are the only ones a manufacturer would even like kind of allow it comparisons and shootouts and stuff, and for what reasons I don't know because a lot of times it, they test and develop with a certain tire, and if you switch onto a different tire, it completely changes the way the bike works sometimes, mm-hmm. and I always found going to you know there there were certain kind of characteristics that certain tires provided and it would make a huge change to the bike and usually for me for the better but my choices weren't always i would say typical with what um average everybody thought and i i always equated that back to like it wasn't what they felt it was what they heard it was yeah. what it was what you know this magazine said or that magazine said or were they they were already polluted yeah and and <laughs> and the good thing the good thing about you know, having an open mind for this thing. Tires are pretty cheap in for the amount of performance change you can make. I don't want to say gain or, or loss, but it's an inexpensive way to make a pretty big change to the bike. And like right away when I have a certain feeling on a bike, the way the way that the bump compliance is, especially, um, sometimes a little bit of traction issues, I just go, Oh, if I switch to these tires it's gonna be fixed and generally it's it's good. It works. So um, what other questions do we have? Campbell, what was the best thing about racing with Jimmy and the worst? Give us the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, okay. Is this where I get up and leave and you uh, want to have the room? I'll go. I don't care. <laughs> oh, you don't have to go anywhere. Oh, good. Here we go. General. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Let's, you know, let's start with the worst. Just get right to it. Okay. The, you know, the worst thing is when 
you know, Jimmy'd come into a pit and and you know you got a crew set up. They know they practice, and he'd want he'd go in there and want to just take it over. And you know he want to get in there. He's so excited and help and knock wheel spacers out of the wheels. And you know where if he would just would have stood back and took a pee over on the tree, they would have had the bike ready before he got back. You know, but instead he's he's trying to help and going backwards. So. You know, hey, it, it happens. Where did I do that? <laughs> it's, so now, now I got his brain spinning. So, and then I'm sure I did it. I'm not going <laughs> to deny that. TJ told that story. TJ told the story today. <laughs> oh, really? Like one one time, uh, I I don't know if it was a 600 or 650. Sometimes he gets all those stories crossed up. Oh, but, but I think this was a time when I wasn't racing. I wasn't. Was I racing, or I was just I was just at the race helping. I don't know. No, you were racing. Yeah. I was racing. <laughs> yeah, you were racing. No, it's, I'm not. I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> I can always do it better than you. But, <laughs> but really, that that the, you know, the positive point about when no Jim, more more bad stuff. More bad stuff. Do people want dirt. I, I don't have bad stuff to say about Jimmy Lewis. Well, come on. He, come on it had to. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. So. <laughs> So the <laughs> Jimmy's my friend, but remember, it had to be it had to be sketchy, like because I I didn't do it like the orthodox way, you know, like the the, the Bruce way, right? Yeah. When we were racing, it was probably a little worrisome. Like you, 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 it took a little while to build up the trust because we were always doing something a little screwy, right? Well, for sure we we're doing a little something screwy, but Bruce is the one that told me you need to go riding with Jimmy Lewis. Oh, that's because you'd learn how to adapt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> learn how to fix things with wire and, you know. It couldn't get any worse than this. <laughs> tune, tune it with a monkey wrench. and Right. So it's Jimmy rigged. It's Jimmy rigged. Jimmy rigged, yeah. Yeah, yeah we knew how to so, do it. <laughs> no, the, you know, the best thing about riding with Jimmy is the the confidence you have in, and his ability to, to get the bike to the finish or get the bike to you or you know, he, I, it wasn't even a worry, you know, it was like, I was worried about my own, <laughs> my, my own dilemmas. So, um, you know, I just knew that, uh, yeah, I had big confidence. So imagine if you're Danny Hamill and you're the fastest dude, like by far, and then you have to race with me. <laughs> so, so you, you, you should line up and you should just win. And then, <laughs> And then, and then you have to ride with this guy that could just throw it all away. Did he ever hand you the bike, or did you just stay on? No, he handed me the bike. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it was, yeah, I, I lost us some races. I'm pretty sure. Well, I rode. I, I well, I, I have excuses for every one of them. Like you know, I, I didn't want to hit a car, so I rode off a cliff. That didn't help. And then, um, uh. There was other time. Well, no, the other time, at least we had another teammate that was slower than both of us. So I just blamed it all on him. <laughs> so, they thought we needed Sounds three. Reasonable. They wanted three. They wanted some reason they wanted three riders in the team. And I'm like, no, we should just not. You, got, you have Danny. Why do you need yeah, <laughs> anybody else? <laughs> he needs a P2, you know? Uh, <laughs> so anyhow, um, yeah. Uh, thanks, Rusty, for digging that <laughs> grave for me. Um, Todd Kelly says subframe up boot pulled off the back. You agree with that for 450X car removal? Yes. Sub subframe up, shock pulled out. Shock pulled out. And you, and you pull the carburetor out the, the You don't rear. do that one where you just loosen the whole thing up and kick it sideways and drop it out there because the problem is the throttle cables. 
the, yeah, the throttle cables, the the TPS, the you know, there's <laughs> just the starters in the way. We got a, got another it's, suggestion it's here. Dallas says he cuts off the back of the frame and welds it back on when he's done. It's much quicker <laughs> than the whole disassembly required to remove the carb. Da- the, Dallas is pretty good at that. <laughs> he's pretty good. He's pretty creative, I'd just say. Yeah. It might mess with the handling of the chassis, though. So. Right. I was thinking it might just be better to just cut the motor out, like somehow just cut the motor out of the frame, and then 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 it's easy to get the carb out. Have you seen all those conversions they do on those cars? They, like, put, like, little um, Harbor Freight motors inside of, like, Nissans and Toyota trucks? Maybe we could maybe we could do that. Just cut the motor out and drop some one of those things in there. We need to get Johnny to pilot the uh, Motorhome Gambler Five Hundred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got to get ready. Hey, for isn't the... there isn't there a Gambler Five Hundred this weekend in Vegas or something? Did, did you text me that? No. Somebody did. Somebody warned me. I I oh Mitch Mitch did, and I said when are you coming over to prep the car? It's right there. It's I'm ready to gambler. And then and then he suggested, why don't you take like a mini bike or something? And I'm like, no, I want a big Cadillac. Take my sketch tire. No. <laughs> I, I know. I know. We talked about you know we gotta we're gonna start working uh, on some rally stuff, but you know I think I should probably double up and do some testing with the motorhome. The mo get ready for the worlds. Oh, wow! The training on all fronts. <laughs> We got to raise well, the hey, level at some point. You've seen you've seen the lot over there, Erica's at Erica's house, right? Yeah. You know what? You know there's there's her house, and then what else is on that lot? Oh yeah, we're talking a motorhome. Oh yeah, class, I think I was a, I was baby. told I was told it runs, and so we just got to take the dead crow off the dashboard and then pull up the thing. I'm pretty sure we can. We should fire that up before you leave tomorrow, just to make sure. And then then it's motorhome world championships is on. Um, Sounds like a good video segment. Hey, Johnny, have you ever seen a KTM orange-colored Honda? <laughs> no, I mean, Hondas actually went through some periods, in, like in the 80s, that, oh, I remember that, that those. they had an orange, more of an orange-red. My my 1990 uh, CR250 was an, more of an orange. I think that question was more pointed towards some ride down in Baja that you might have been on. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. Bad joke. Those those guys. They, I came out one morning <laughs> during Beach Bash, and they put orange plastic on my bike. I could I couldn't even touch it. It was like repellent. It was just like <laughs> it was like kryptonite. <laughs> I remember when I because every time I'd ride, I'd, I'd have a different bike when we go riding. When you were full Honda guy, fat, full working at Honda factory Honda guy, and I'd always have different bikes. I'm like, hey Johnny, ride this. And you know, uh-uh, nope, nope, <laughs> no, nope. can't, nope, don't want to do that. Um, okay, Chris Real says, for EVs, having the battery and charging stations is a very good thing. Look at your workbench. Having three different battery uh, <laughs> chargers for your power tools is a pain. Hey, that's one thing I'm actually pretty organized on. I, I run all the Makita stuff. So I, all my batteries inside my garage are the same. Yeah, everybody else here? No, I got different ones. I'm, different all, I'm all, all screwed you're up. You're all screwed up? Yeah. I got everything from Snap-on to, to <laughs> Harbor Freight, fire, whatever they're called. Earthquake. Earthquake. Well, they changed, <laughs> they changed the brand name about every, like, 
three years or so like that. Thunderbolt, and then next month it's like Cranker Power. Bauer. <laughs> um, uh, Always on sale. Oh, yeah, everything's on sale. Um, Cody Joseph says, do your riding schools teach advanced endurals tri- enduro trials techniques, or do you focus mostly on the basics like cornering and braking and balance, etc.? Yes, I answered it. You answered him already? Yes. Yes. Well, you're trying to take Logan's job? Yes. No, right. Yes. <laughs> hey, George, you want the seat? Yes. I think you're doing great. <laughs> Harlan, do you want it? You want to come on and explain that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We got Harlan. He brought the beer. Uh, <laughs> Harlan is a student from this weekend's class, who also went on the on the tour with uh, with uh, Johnny. I'm gonna Amazing. bring you, I'm gonna bring your mic up here. How's how's your sound there, Harlan? Good. I don't have headphones, so. Oh, I'm I'm checking it out. Yeah, I think we're good. Cool. I got you ramped up here. Want to borrow um, these? So, no, he doesn't need them because he can he can uh, hear us talking like normal people. I guess oh. you don't have to. The only reason we wear headphones is because it looks cool. <laughs> you don't hear anything. <laughs> well, you don't hear you don't hear Bob over there making all these like weird comments. Uh, so the question is. He wants to know about my riding schools. Do my riding schools teach advanced enduro and trials techniques? I think everything that I learned at the school can work for that, but balance, that's the key. I really think everything stems off of balance it's, in the school. It's funny because the question goes on. He says, or do you focus mostly on the basics like cornering, braking, and balance? I always like how balance is the last thing that people mention when it's the first and most important thing uh, that we teach and work on. I heard TJ was dropping some tips today on the trail. Had some, had some, had some riding tips. Yeah, that's, that's a word on the street. He's, he's, well, the tips that he'll have come from like a 74 CZ 400, you know, <laughs> how to ride that. So if you watch his style, it's pretty So he was the guy that was complaining or I'm mean, offering con- constructive criticism about how I could operate myself better in pits. Was that was his today? Yeah. Yeah, I was I was thinking like I remember I had to drive with him sometimes. Like, you know, he he'd pick me up someplace when I got off the bike and drive me some I always remember how I like wanted to sleep and drive at the same time with <laughs> when he was in the car. Hey, some guy named Jason Ingersoll is watching. You know that guy? Oh Racing Jason. <laughs> uh, yeah, racing Jason. I have Jason Ingersoll taught me. <laughs> Jason, he, taught he's me. now with Georgia Jason. Georgia Jason. He moved out. Yeah. Um, Jason taught me how to put your bike on the trailer uh, going to Indian, Indian Dunes because uh, you just rebuilt it last night. You're your YZ125. You just rebuilt it last night. And you're going to go race motocross today, but you have to break it in. So he started it up on the trailer <laughs> while we drove to Indian Dunes. <laughs> let it idle. And let it idle for a while while we were a thing. So thanks, Jason, for that that tech tip. So in case, you know, it was on the trail. I don't know. I'm always wondering about the... About you know the the air flowing over if it was going through the radiators the right way or yeah. the bike could potentially could have overheated. <laughs> I'm not really, uh, I'm not really sure. Oh, I got to be nice now. My wife's watching. Uh, 
Shauna Spencer asks, Johnny Jimmy posted a photo of your bike next to his and no damper. How come? Oh, that was the Instagram post I made. Um, you don't have a steering damper on your bike. And my bike, your handguard was blocking my bike, which did have a steering damper on it. But my bike had no wheels, uh, no cylinder head on it. Um, missing, most of the plastic was off of it. But, yeah, I, I made a joke and said Johnny's bike was jealous because it wasn't my bike. <laughs> <laughs> so why no steering damper? Oh, that, that's uh, my super stalker. Okay, super stalker. Super stalker. You're supposed to, you're supposed to say it does, it's a Honda. It's so stable, it doesn't need one. <laughs> we we run dampeners on on most of our race bikes and everything. But the, my stock bike, you know, that thing's set up nice, and it doesn't really need one. I I'm happy without it, and it works good and stable. And uh, on the stock X, it's really nice. I I always say that. I've never met a bike that didn't like a steering damper, a properly set up steering damper. It, it doesn't hurt, but there's there's bikes that you would say don't need them. They're, 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 they don't have like some sort of, it's not like the 90s where bikes like literally needed. <laughs> Head shaking everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. They needed a steering damper. It's like ER 500. <laughs> yeah. Those, those are one of them that could definitely use a steering damper. Uh, but um I've never met a bike that you couldn't put a damper on it. It didn't do an improvement. So, but at the same time, I have yeah. a lot of, I have a lot of bikes that I don't have them on and they're KTMs and they're in, you would, you'd probably say this as much as anybody, you would have to feel like you wanted one on a KTM. Yeah. I, you never yeah. rode a KTM ever. Allegedly. You rode my 350 today. Oh, oh you think so? Yeah. Well, why, why did you make him ride it? Cause you fell over and he had to his, ride it up a hill. He uh, I, I'm, I'm making. Oh, you're, a, you're, I'm, you're making a Honda sale. I'm making a, a sale. And yeah. Probably did. Really? Huh? You're gonna replace that XR350. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're gonna have to replace it if you can't get the damn side cover off. Yeah. Actually, I'm pretty sure you can find a sucker to sell that thing to. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so uh, okay, so never. That's that. You never ridden a KTM. That's a shame. You, you know they're. They're really good. I like them. I've been with Honda all my, all, actually, all my life. Have you actually? Have you rate? Have you raced anything else? Yeah, I had a, I had a little run around eighty eight, eighty nine, where I had a Suzuki RM two fifty. Okay, but, but I still had my CR five hundred. <laughs> yeah, and I, um, yeah, I had a friend that worked at a Suzuki dealer. Um, and, uh, so he helped me out with that and, but, um, that was the only time other than that, I started on an XR 75 and we're still going. So. Yeah. That's a, that's a, it's a lot of, how many years of Honda is that? <laughs> what year? Uh, it's an 81. Uh, so that means 41 years of Honda. 41 years of Hondas. <laughs> that's good. Uh, um, George is feeding the fire here. He says, uh, Harlan, what was the best takeaway from this weekend? I'm still in awe, honestly. So I, I really don't know. I, I've got to give it about a week, and then I could reminisce and be like, ah, that was the best part. Probably the cartwheel today, I'd say. <laughs> oh, no. <That> was a- <laughs> Biggest takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> do I have to go do survey damage on the KTM 350, uh, no, or did you no. cartwheel his bike? <laughs> <laughs> it was yours. It was yours, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so, so did you complain? About, how did you get on the show? Were you complaining about this show? I wonder how people get on, and I always... Uh, my wife, she she's like, hey, are you going to ask your question about the 350? And I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. yeah, no, I wasn't complaining. I got it. <laughs> what uh, year is that thing? 85. 85. 85, dual carb. XL. XL 350R. Have I told... Have I told... 87. Have I told you about my 84 XR200R? So it was... It was my first, I think it was my first big bike that I managed to get my hands on. I don't remember the exact circumstances. My dad had a a single, you know, the the, uh, two-valve XR200, the the older, you know, the older one, uh, one with the ProLink. So it was like an 81. And somehow... You know, we were we were four strokes only. We we're gonna ride four strokes because two strokes just blew up because he had a Montessa, you know, so those were the you know, pinnacle of reliability and you know, great, great bikes. So it was like only four strokes. And somehow I had an I got an eighty four I think he bought it. Man, I don't even remember. I think it was him a bike for him, but they're a little hard to start, two carbs, a little high strung. It wasn't as torquey as the older one. So, and I'd started racing. I had a KX80 and whatever. And this XR200 was kind of there. And I mean, I just wanted to ride. And I couldn't ride my two-stroke because, according to my dad, it was just going to blow up and break, like, every time I rode it, which wasn't the case. But so there's this, and I had my XR100 or 80 that I kept breaking the foot pegs off and breaking shocks and bending things because, but there was this XR200 and I started riding it. And it was, so it was my first big bike. And uh, I got faster and faster on it. And then I started riding it really fast, like in a sand wash. I used to go down to this, this Clegus Creek and ride wide open. Jay Singer saw noses of that wide open in Clegus Creek. And those things also um, ran a little hot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I was just pinning it in the sand wash. You know, who knows? I probably like 85 pounds on this thing. Just ah! And uh, it slowly started getting slower and slower and just and it burnt a hole in the top of the piston, <laughs> melted a hole in the top of the piston, that thing. I mean, I was pretty petrified I was going to get in serious trouble when I blew that thing up. Because like I said, it wasn't really mine. It was kind of my dad's bike or something. But uh, yeah, twin carbs. Yeah, jetted a little lean on that second carburetor. So what did he say about breaking the four-stroke other than the two that he thought he was going to blow up? Um... Like, I don't remember. I don't. I think maybe at that point we kind of were learning that the two strokes didn't blow up every time you rode them. So, yeah, I mean, because we used to go to the motocross races and like everybody's riding them. That's all anybody rode. And they weren't blowing up on a regular basis. It wasn't like <laughs> him and his fireman buddies out on their <laughs> whatever Montessas um, <laughs> blowing stuff up. So, uh, good times. Um, okay, we got any other uh, any other questions? Is that, a, is that it in the questions? We we burn out the questions, George. Usually, you know, usually I have a, a a full staff of people fielding the questions. They print them out. I just read them off a sheet of paper, which we don't have any anymore. You want to join the show? So, Harlan, what what else? Uh, how was? Uh, Do you have a fourth mic up? Yeah, I can make that work. Oh, scoot down, Johnny. We got to cram in here. Okay. Oh, we're not going to fit oh, on the sorry, screen. Mr. Campbell. For me. <laughs> 
Okay, your mic's, mic's up. Does everybody remember George? Uh, big big round of applause for George and uh, watch. You yeah, go from thirty visitors to uh, thirty. Yeah, 12. we're we're forty two and we're thirty six now. So this Wait. whole show and your appearance is going to be bump for Johnny. I got a text. Somebody said fist bump for Johnny. Okay, <laughs> you got to you got to you got to slide over. Actually, I'm going to slide over even more. I'll move over here. You just go. Uh, okay, I, I might I might. You just uh, you do a good job taking over. Um, I lost my feed somehow. Your feed? Oh, there it is. Logan's watching Harlan. So Harlan, Harlan, just met him, but he, he watches the show, right? Religiously. And how did you uh, find the show or what what brought you here? I think it was Spotify. Spotify. Oh, you found it mm -hmm. on Spotify. That's yep. a pretty good tip, Jimmy. Yep. That's the That's the podcast platform. Oh, you know what? I'm supposed to tell people where they can find the show. If they found it's a it, good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should tell them. Wait, they, what? It, what? Ma, so, Matt, brilliant sitting here just amazes me every every time. I answer motorcycle and motorcycle product related questions. Once yeah. you go outside of that realm, then you deal with my weird social awkwardness and and I need a spirit animal or something like that. Would you have me going? And I spiritual advisor and life coach. Life coaching. I need and some life. Something else in the works, but that's going to be revealed. Stay tuned because there's some big reveals coming out. Oh here. yeah, there's a, in the not too distant future. Yeah, we might have let the cat out of the bag a little bit, but we're trying to be better about this. No, I think it's in the bag. No, really? <laughs> hey, well, no, I was gonna say Matt. You know, Matt's been working on the off-road riding schools, the the website, and the whole the whole online program, and he he, he makes these really good detailed um, uh, sheets of things that we should do, and he he's. I read it today because I had to, you know, kind of approve some of the stuff. But he had a plan that you do something. Uh, I can't even remember the word that he used. Like uh, you, you uh, encourage activation or something like that. You know, when you're when you're doing your podcast, all that or, stuff foreign to us. We had that conversation today when you talked about racing, yes. changing, and everything. You no. weren't there, Jimmy, because you stayed home. I had to work. Sent your minions out. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but uh, who won the flat track today? Depends when you called the finish. You you know what you do? You race and you try and pass Jim Bartell. Uh huh. And then when you can't, you go out and you wet the track down. <laughs> <laughs> and talk about how your Honda is. Well, sorry. How that white motorcycle. No, it's a Honda. I was riding a Honda and a Yamaha today. Missing or clapped out or whatever. The chassis junk. Complain about the bike. Typical Dude, the bearing. Okay, so the swing arm bearings are bad and the wheel bearings are bad, and I can feel it when I'm backing the bike into the turn. Like I don't, I don't have the feel for you don't the back ground. That bike in the turn, you do a big radius circle. Uh, no, it's getting backed in, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was on the Honda. You. You, I was on the Omaha then, and I went right around the outside of you, too. Doesn't matter. No. <laughs> Jim hey. closed all the doors. He had good, consistent lap. Speeds. Yeah, Jim. Anyway, that's mm. for another show. We should go live on that. How, 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 how did your boots fit the other day after you got off the flat track? You know, I had sketch tire on there. That was a check. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a test. You know, what, you know what's funny is, like, so we were riding around the flat track the other day, and I'd ride by George and unbuckle his boots, <laughs> unbeknownst to him, because he was so concentrated on trying to keep his bike on the track. I could just ride by and flick his boots. <laughs> 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 he, when he got back to the truck, he wondered why his boots were all unbuckled. 
<laughs> that could be true. It was true. <laughs> that could be true. That's true. The funny thing is I rode by Jim. It took me like five or six laps to get a buckle out of Jim. You had a knobby. Well, I know because it's a superior choice when you're on the dirt. Like <laughs> I'm most people, to raise my skills. That, <laughs> that street tire I have with a couple of grooves in it is an experiment. But it, you have to really, you know, roll that throttle on. You can't snap it open like you do. You can snap that throttle open with that tire. It doesn't <laughs> Come on, you're too scared to ride it. Anyway, <laughs> we digress. There's questions in the chat room. Hey, the but minute anyway. I, the minute Jim at least has enough feel on the bike. When I flipped his boot. He knew right away something was up, and he reached down and flipped it back down. George, your mic. What do you? About my mic. Somebody says you can't. They can't hear. You can't hear George. Barely. No, okay. Barely hear him. I, I'll turn him up even more. How's that? Can you hear George now? <coughs> I don't know. Talking the. <laughs> don't you jack with me, I'm man. I'm just gonna do the sign language thing for the whole show. <laughs> Me and Marco tried that last week. It didn't work out very well. No, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, the Not whole show work. the whole show didn't work out very well as far as I, I, I'm afraid to even go try so to find the audio we file. We digress. Okay, go ahead. So Harlan, you f found him on Spotify. I did. Started kind of watching because what? Just general interest in motorcycles or what? Yeah, of course. And then uh, rally training, Dakar, you know. And then I went through and watched the 97 race and all that. And it was great. You can start. You can start right there, rally <laughs> training, map book. Awesome. <laughs> you know he's kind of been a regular, and there's some. He's put a lot of questions in and different stuff that we've yeah. answered. No, it's signed up. So he's expecting a baby boy, I think, in I three weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Somehow wrangled it. With his wife, it's like, yeah, if you want to do something, you better do it right now. There's a limited window. <laughs> Her name is pronounced Rhiannon. Rhiannon? So, How did you. I do? I did okay. You did okay, Jimmy. I got, I got like four of the seven or eight letters right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And uh, what else? Ryan's working on a career in the service, serving our country. He's Army. Yeah, thanks for that. Sergeant. Nah, Staff Sergeant. Staff Sergeant. And... Uh, going down that path he's got a second one coming his wife said go out and do this he came to the jimmy lewis class that was his last hurrah we had a cancellation on the johnny camel tour mm -hmm. and i said uh, why don't you see if you get a flight change or whatever come along again promoting you and uh, he managed it it all worked out just a couple of cartwheels <laughs> unbelievable a couple. time though a couple couple Wait. There's more than one. No, all in one event. Into sagebrush. Oh, right. Just one, one crash. Okay, but so, a couple so, Jeremy, so, so, Jeremy in the silt. Okay, so I, so I like, I always like to ask this. So can, so let's, can we start describing the crash? Like, so what, what really happened? Like, you were doing what? So just take me through the two ruts, uh, two foot silt. I'd say two, two foot ruts. Right. right. I don't know how deep the silt was, but I hit them going across. Basically, I took the first, the first turn too tight, and I just went right across those two. So, ruts. so you're going in the silt, and you you couldn't turn with the ruts. No, I just I I was fucking I, I was bailing. Can't, you're you bailing. Can't talk like that yeah. on here. Sorry, there's children was, watching. When you're, when you're, I was going Cover full speed. When, when your when I, your child watches this in four years, <laughs> when he's just like starting to grasp the English language, it's, like a, it's three. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's free. Three. Three. Three years. Three years. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when they start talking? No, when his first child comes. Oh, okay. Got it. 
Okay, back to okay. So back to we're going down. We're going down the 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 road, and there's silt. There's silt, and I hit it on the inside, and I went over the two tracks. And the second track, the outside track, my front tire dig dug in, went over the handlebars. Right, and I I because I because I because I kind of was thinking back to the class a little bit about like when we were telling you how to how to attack through the silt. So you 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 fixate on the silt, and then you get over the back, and then you pin it. Wait, no, just come into no. it too fast. Yeah. <laughs> Because every time you saw me ride through silt, where did I go? Around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how is you know how I was able to go around it? Stay on the highway like I did. Both the <laughs> 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 yeah, that that worked. Yeah, I used the, the I used the the braking. Yeah, I slowed down before I slowed down enough to I was able to move around it because, like you like silt's like riding through muddy water. You just don't know what's in it, how deep it, what ruts, stuff like that. And then if you do it wrong, you plug your filter. Hey, remember how we used to carry XR600 filters with us? We had I, to. I carried one in the race, like the race that we won in Baja. Yeah. I carried a, a filter because we, we ran the can in. Right. And I had a, but I had a fabric one. Yep. In the in the whole cage because the silt got so bad and then yeah. my Santa Rita or somewhere yeah because I I went around all of it yeah in the in the race yeah that was in that that's the that's the that was the key to it I, but I was expecting to have a change of I was expecting to have to change an air filter I was like totally prepped and ready to do it because it was funny so I was thinking because I remember the filter being all crushed into a bag but how did I have the cage what did I have for the cage I don't know I don't remember. Yeah. Probably helmet liner or something. <laughs> no, no, you need a filter cage for this yeah, for the stock. You might have just had the, or did I have the whole thing. I think yeah, the whole thing. The whole it was because it was small. The whole thing was just sucked in. Yeah. It was vacuumed into a into a bag. Yeah, I remember that. So yeah, silt's bad. Go around it. Very bad. It's kind of like mud holes. If anyway, you, you know, and sometimes think, you don't get an. Sometimes you don't have an opportunity, and you have to you know you have to go into it. But it's better when you can take every advantage to go around. <laughs> Every opportunity, if you can go around. Very early stages of the Johnny Campbell tours, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I don't know. I think everybody had a pretty good time. I think it was Amazing. nice. Go out this morning's ride. I really enjoyed the morning. Yeah, Walk it was through nice. The hills and scenic and everything. And yeah, really scenic. Yeah, it's it's pretty good experience. A lot of stories. Johnny talks about racing and different. Uh, you mean you let him talk? Oh yeah. That's why it's good that I'm not there. Because <laughs> it'd be I, like Johnny would start telling a really awesome story, and I'd probably cut in. And say yeah, we don't want to hear anything about Selma. <laughs> no, it's all secret. Um, okay, Johnny, who was your most fearsome competitor? Uh, wanted to put an unreal section together. Uh, fearsome competitor? Yeah, it's on here from Zach Humphreys. And and what was the second part? Uh, one who well, it says one how could put, but one who could one who put, could put a unreal, unreal section, section together. together. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, I. You know, it, in, in in desert racing, I'll just say this: in desert racing, there's a lot of people who could unplug their brains and put an unreal section together, and it was unexplainable. But like, who could do that consistently? Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fierce competitors you know 
Um, you know, Danny Hamill, um, I wasn't even, I wasn't even a competitor to that guy. You know, he was the, he was so far ahead of everybody and I was riding a 300 pound trail bike, you know, against guys like him and Krause and Honeycutt and Jimmy and LR, LR and, uh, there's, there's Larry Rossler, Rossler and they're, they're, um, Dan, Dan kind of stopped right when I started. Yeah, right when I started kind of that class or that. When, I when was, you moved up to the big bikes. Yeah. Um, you know, there's Ashcraft and Donna Tony. <laughs> Your partner. <laughs> My partner. My riding buddy. Um, you know, so there was, there was like a dozen really, really good guys. Um, uh, Ty, Ty Davis was freaking fierce, you know. Um, we had some epic battles like at Atalano and, and stuff like that. But, um, so to put one guy out there is, is really hard. You know, um, there was multiples when, when I was young and, and on and stuff. And, uh, so that's hard to, hard to answer. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a long list. That's, that's, that's nice. Enough of Mr. Campbell here. Let's talk more about Harlan. <laughs> <laughs> Harlan, this this weekend, what kind of things did you check off your list that you wanted to get done? How, just Okay, first off, ride a new bike. Um, I'm coming from an 85, as you guys know, so, I mean, riding just anything uh, this decade was <laughs> unbelievable. I don't have words for it. I mean, <laughs> now I kind of know how to ride a motorcycle. So, well, thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, so, so, so talk about that. Like, how how much have bikes improved? It's the the weight. I mean, obviously that's there. Um, the responsiveness, uh, just the throttle response, and just like how snappy a new bike is. I mean, amazing. So, you guys got me sold. I mean, I might buy an L. I don't know. <laughs> L, not an X. Oh, you want you want the license plate? I, license plate. Yeah, I got it. License, license plate. plate. Yep. That's so the, there, there's more to this. He got to check, you know, if, if what he said earlier through the weekend. So he he gets to see Jimmy, meet Jimmy. He's been watching Tech Talk Tuesday. That was a letdown. Gets, gets to go on this <laughs> Johnny Campbell ride. Then That's all of cool. a sudden there's this offer. Well, I think he asked, is that bike too much for me? What What is it? It's a... The Honda CRF 450X. So mm-hmm. you... You put him on it for a spell. And yeah, it was just you could just see him. He's like, <laughs> really? You know, really? Can I ride this? He, he got the ride so the eleven X. Johnny Campbell's the Super Stalker. Ride, the Super Stalker eleven X. And you, I think, walked ahead until you could get it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, I, you, you, Harlan, you should keep bugging him. He might get to ride a race bike. Ooh. Like, like the race bikes are good. Use more cartwheels. I, I, always, I, I always told him. I always told him I was a magazine guy. Like, hey, can I try that? Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it. I'll put it in a magazine. And then, you know, finally, which I think you know was probably the biggest part. He got to meet George finally. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And get, a sti- and get some stickers. Oh, really? Where did you put the stickers? I'm kind of. They're in my pocket right now. But right. I can see his fifth wheel, and that thing's amazing. So. Yeah. Anyway. Crime fighting peace officer. <laughs> <laughs> what? What about the flat track? You got the flat. Yeah, got to flat track in areas. Is there area sixty one? Is that what we are now? Area sixty one. Area yeah. sixty one. Got to yeah. flat track. Got to got to be the first. What do you call that? The inaugural. What's the word I'm looking for? Inaugural first. First person. You know that. 
stay in the uh, hipster. Oh, the little uh, hipster area. Yeah, yeah, breaking it in. So you're breaking you in the single line. Come out here to train, and you're serious. Mm-hmm. You're taking a class or a tour, which kind of go in conjunction. Awesome there are, wood there stove. Are options for lodging here now at the. Cody wants to know whose biking cartwheel. That, that would be mine. A rental. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> rental. Yeah. It was a rental. Those are the best performing things anyway. Rental cartwheel. 11X is still straight. Just send it. Uh, so, okay. I'm, I'm getting hungry for some pizza because yeah. Bob was late with the pizza. Um, and I'm not really sure how the whole pizza thing worked out. He was he was impressed that he didn't have to pay. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Harlan. Yeah, thanks, Harlan. Thanks. Harlan brought the pizza, George so not. Paid me back. Oh, he paid you back. Yeah. Really? Why'd you do that? He gave Covering me an extra four dollars. Huh? Covering your tracks. Covering my want, tracks. I don't want people to know how cheap you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a it's a given. Um, okay, so I think we've uh, we've answered every tech talk question possible. We actually had some um, tech questions. This time that was good. We did. So um, glad everybody could uh, join in and uh, watch the show. We're, we'll we'll get back on track. I don't know when the next one will be because um, I'm I, I think I need to go on a, like a seventeen week vacation or something <laughs> like that. Right, George? Is that what I'm working up to? You know, you should take a vacation. <laughs> yeah. Just let the people behind your eyes rest. Right. I, I think there's which <laughs> which one. There's so I always tease and think of him this way because I think it's true. There's these little guys pulling levers and turning valves behind his eyes, you know, shoving stuff and pulling this and turning this and cranking more of this that are feeding all this input into it. What tire pressure should we run on our adventure bikes? Like 27 PSI? Perfect, okay. Yeah. Somebody acts that? No, I just wanted to at least just break up from what you're going there and just give some solid (laughs) knowledge (laughs) out here. Because it was was getting getting, a little confusing there. Yeah, they push both Johnny, you're supposed to save me here. (laughs) No, you know what? The tour's cool. I was kind of enjoying it. (laughs) Take a a Jimmy Lewis off-road class. Changed my life as far as riding goes. Mine too. Made me much safer, which is why I wanted to take the road and some of those. The best modification for your motorcycle is a better rider. Yeah, and then the Johnny, the uh, Johnny who? (laughs) (laughs) And I, I never followed racing, so I don't know who these guys are. But anyway, yeah, the Johnny Campbell tours, really cool, personal, neat events. You know, Nar, (laughs) Nar was there. Cake, basically catered lunches, right? Barbecue, Nar- barbecue, barbecue, barbecue. Hey, you know he's got a um, he's got a sticker. The best lodging. He's got a sticker you problem too. Get stickers in, too. In, I mean, there you go. Did Nard. you get Nard? Oh yeah, you got, got Nard, Nard stickers. Yeah, yeah. Like he was doing Nard. the stickers before you. Did you did you steal that from Nar? No, I was telling him the story. Ricky has that funny sticker. It's just his face in the hat. Very random. Nothing. And I, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Just leave him around random. And, yeah. yeah, he was telling me all kinds of stories about my sticker. Now they're going on the East Coast. We're oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we've. Uh, wait, I think, do, wait, wait. Oh, you're riding school. Oh, that's old. That's old. Yeah. No, Sam Felipe Bob. Um, he's already said. Let's see. He said he's fat. He's beat. Used to beat Johnny Campbell, 
And he says George makes perfect sense. So those two comments completely wow. disqualify yeah. almost any <laughs> comment that Sam Bleeping's Bob. Sure. Yeah, your credibility is out the window, almost like mine. So yeah, we're doing <laughs> mic drops, aren't we? We're ready to go. Johnny's tired. Johnny had a long day today. Um, no, he didn't. Was that you on that one, the morning, just doing these waves all the way across the road? Yeah. Where everybody yeah. else is like, oh, Johnny's so bored. You know? Jimmy yeah. We're all trying this. Oh, he's turning the bike with your feet, steering with your feet. Or are you doing like a stink bug? How a stink bug does it? I was just railing berms. Railing berms. Pretending, because you got to go old Vegas Torino race courses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some some neat stuff out there. So, okay, that is it, folks. We're going to we're gonna shut this one down because it's time for dinner Good. Uh, here. Yeah. Thanks, George. Uh, thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Harlan, for uh, joining in and uh, making this a lot more interesting than I can make it. Um, so just remember, if you guys out there in uh, viewership land uh, want to offer constructive criticism, just let me know and I will come to your house and um, do the show from there. So and we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, everybody, we will uh, see you out on the trail. So cheers. So that exciting episode of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday was brought to you by Recluse. Recluse is a maker of incredible auto clutches and a whole lot more in the clutch department. They make street bike clutches. They make dirt bike clutches. They have clutches for your adventure bike. Some of them are auto clutches. They make a lot of replacement parts in the manual clutch, their torque drive system. There's little parts like slave units. There's protection parts. There's a left-hand rear brake, all kinds of stuff for your clutch and transmission, even oil. So if you need to know a little bit more about Recluse, you can always check them out at www.recluse.com. That's spelled R-E-K-L-U-S-E, proudly designed and manufactured in Idaho. Remember to support all of the sponsors that support this show, and we will see you in the next episode.